he responded simply with, whoever makes the walk into the cage. I think it's important to note too that self-love comes before self-esteem. Welcome back to the Morph Your Mind podcast. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our title sponsor, Nova 3 Labs. If you want to save some money on some of the best quality performance supplements on the market, you can use the discount code PODCAST15 to save yourself some cash on that order, and you can do so at Nova3Labs.com, and that three is the number three. So this week, we're going to be getting right into a very important topic and something that I think is very fitting in the modern age of social media where we're kind of exposed to perfection on a regular basis. And today's topic is about self-love and self-esteem. And the perspective that I want to take on this is specifically as it relates to self-confidence or our confidence in our abilities to successfully execute on plans or goals that we may have for ourselves. And I find that a lot of very capable people kind of get stuck and, and aren't really making forward progress because they don't believe in themselves enough to actually just take that step or take action. And there's a really fitting quote that I saw recently. Uh, there was an interview with Coach John Cavanaugh, who's a mixed martial arts coach. He's actually Conor McGregor's coach, so a lot of people know of him through that. But he was asked uh, who he believes the toughest fighter in all of MMA right now is. And he responded simply with, whoever makes the walk into the cage. And I think that that's really fitting to, to actually you know use on ourselves, especially when we may lack confidence or we're going through periods of doubt where it's important to understand that anyone who is willing to put themselves out there, anyone who is willing to step up and actually take risks or take chances, anyone who's out there who is trying to grow and develop and better themselves instead of simply staying where they are, those people deserve respect. Those people deserve admiration. And if that person's you, you deserve to love yourself and be confident in yourself because of those actions. So for those of you who may be struggling with confidence in your abilities to do things, maybe you've hit a couple stumbling blocks or you've made some mistakes or had some failures and you don't really know how to rebound from that or you're sitting there thinking that you're not good enough moving forward or you're, you don't have the esteem or the self-worth to continue to press on, think back to that quote and understand that just by nature of you putting yourself out there, just by taking those risks and taking those chances, you've already differentiated yourself from a lot of other people in the world. You're already worthy of respect and esteem just for taking those risks and taking on those challenges. And so I know a lot of our listeners, a lot of you who have listened to this podcast on a regular basis, you're the type of people who take risks. You're the type of people who take chances. And by doing that, you need to understand that you are worthy of respect and you are worthy of that love. And, and it's important to start with yourself. 
And there's a, a very powerful thing that, that we have the ability to control, and that's really our, our attitude and, and the narrative, our personal narrative that we tell ourselves in our mind. So there's a constant chatter that goes on through our mind on a daily basis. There are words and sentences that are always being played over and over, and that has an incredible effect, a profound effect on our ability to succeed or fail or our ability to really do anything. And a lot of us may not even be aware of that narrative. We may not be aware of what is actually going on inside our minds. And if we are unaware, it's very easy for that to turn negative and for that self-talk to go to a negative place. Because confidence is hard. It takes practice. It takes practice to feel prepared enough to be confident. And a lot of times when we lack that preparation or when we're unsure, then that voice in our head can become negative. And so the first thing that I want you to really do, the first exercise this week, is just start to gain some awareness over that voice in your mind, over that personal narrative that you're telling yourself on a day-to-day basis whenever you face something difficult. And it's very easy to tell when something goes not according to plan or goes, you know, uh, is a challenge that you face. Maybe when you, this happens to me all the time, if I'm doing something and I spill something on the floor or I knock something over, it's very easy for me to go to a negative place as soon as that happens. And I have to stop myself often and change that narrative in that situation and understand that, you know, it's just something small or something simple and I have the ability to fix it immediately. So when you face challenges in your day-to-day life, just become aware of what your default reaction is. Be aware of, of what that voice in your head is saying. And as much as you can, try to kind of interject and jump in if you see it trending negative and try to shift that to a positive place. And just by taking control over that narrative, you start to take control over your own story. And that will allow you to take control of your confidence in situations moving forward that are challenging for you. And, and there's a lot of self-esteem issues that stem from that. And, you know, it's difficult in the modern world, especially with social media, because everything is always in our face. We're so interconnected. It's easy to perceive the lives of others as being perfect and to try to convince ourselves that no one else has any problems. And that can contribute to this lack of love for ourselves because we see our struggles and our hardships. And we compare that to these images that we're bombarded with or these people we're seeing and we feel that, you know, we must not be adequate or we must not be worthy if everybody else around us is living this perfect life. And it's important to, I actually don't know where this quote came from, but but one thing that I heard about social media that I think is really fitting and, and it's always something I try to remind myself of on a regular basis is social media essentially allows us to compare the highlight reel of somebody else with our practice footage, right? So if you're an athlete, and this used to happen a lot because as an athlete, when I was competitive, I was training, I had a lot of, you know, you have a lot of good days, but you have a lot of bad days, especially if you're pushing yourself and and trying to be competitive in whatever sport you're pursuing. And it's it's difficult sometimes to see videos that people are posting online of, of heavy lifts or things that they've accomplished or successes that they've had, especially when you have a string of bad training days in the gym or you have a, a string of days where you don't feel 100%. And it's important to remind yourself that a lot of those things that you're seeing out there 
are the highlight reel of those people you're watching. And their actual day-to-day life is much more similar to yours than you could imagine. And so try to take a step back, especially with things like social media, and, and try to look at things for what they are. Try to see through the illusion and use those opportunities to, to remind yourself that you know that's what you're looking at. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you aren't better than that individual or you don't live up to that individual. And it's a, you can also look to people who you idolize or people you look up to and, and try to understand their life story or their journey because a lot of people have failed many more times than, than we may realize, especially people who are successful have gotten there because they've been willing to make mistakes and they've been willing to put themselves out there. And a lot of it just boils down to ultimately changing your perception of failure and changing your perception of what it means to make a mistake. And I think a lot of people have this finite definition of failure. You know, it's like, all right, I tried that, I failed at it, and, and now I'm on to the next thing. And it's important to, to, you know, turn that on its head a little bit and redefine failure as not an, an ending point, but as a starting point. It's the ability to start again with new information. And there's a, a famous quote from Henry Ford that I think really fits well here in that he said, you know, failure is just an opportunity to begin again, but this time more intelligently. And if you give yourself permission to fail and permission to make mistakes and you use them as learning opportunities and you understand that it's not the end of something but the beginning of something else, I think a lot of times that can help with our self-esteem or our love for ourselves because we give ourselves that permission to fail or we give ourselves that permission to make those mistakes and to learn and to grow because all of those successful people who we look up to, all of our idols have gone through that same process. They've failed countless times. And the last thing that I'll say on that note about failure that I think is, is really funny and something that's important to keep in the back of your mind is most of the time we are not worried about failure itself, but more the perception of our failures. And that's what affects our self-esteem. So look back to the last time that you did something embarrassing. Maybe you spilled something on yourself or you tripped or whatever. You did something in public that, that is generally embarrassing. We immediately look around, right? We, we look to see if anybody noticed, if anybody else saw. And what happens if nobody saw, right? The first thing we do is we breathe that sigh of relief and we go about our business. So it's not the failure itself that was the problem. That's not what was embarrassing to us. A lot of times we already have given ourselves permission to make mistakes, it's only when we perceive that somebody else has seen it and we think that they're judging us or that they're looking down on us for that failure that it becomes embarrassing, that it becomes problematic. So understand that we all go through that same struggle. We're all human beings. It's just part of our psyche. It's part of our psychology. And if you can kind of switch that up, if you can give yourself permission to fail and you can understand that it's just the perception of that failure that is really bothering you and, and bringing down that self-esteem and that self-worth that can let you change that and evolve and grow and learn that those are positive opportunities instead of negative opportunities. So hopefully all of these tools can help you start to repair that relationship with yourself, but it really starts and it really boils down to understanding that dialogue that's going on in your own mind. Start to gain control of that. Start to give yourself permission to fail and you will slowly start to grow and evolve and learn to just have a little bit more love and a little bit more confidence for yourself moving forward into those different situations in your life. Hey guys, this is the second week that we're moving towards the every other week format. Hope you guys are okay with that. Obviously let Justin and I know we both just got super, super busy. Um, I love doing these podcasts 
but I felt that I wasn't fully engaging in the episode and I wanted to make sure that I was able to give you guys the best, you know, portion of my time that I talked to you guys here. And so I felt that it was best to move to an every other day, every other week format. And so I hope you guys are good with that. So first thing I want to talk about with self-worth and self-love, I think that it can be perceived or thought to be synonymous with like narcissism, arrogance, cockiness. I don't really see it like that. I think that when we see ourselves as worthy, we then are able to set up healthy boundaries with other people. And that's step one for having good relationships. I think the other thing with having a higher self-worth or self-esteem is that we know our confidence or, or you know your confidence, right? So knowing your worth and being able to maintain your own level of happiness, that's a huge thing. I watch a lot of the, the, the red table talks. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's on Facebook. It's kind of like a Facebook series, but it's with Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, love her and her mom and her daughter, but they talk about love a lot and how we try to create and find happiness in other people, right? And so we say, well, I'm so sad. I'm going to go home and tell blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to make me feel better, right? And one of the things that she talks about is trying to figure out and how to fix her own sadness versus putting it on someone else to fix. And I thought that was really important. And I think that that comes hand in hand with self-love and self-worth is that if we feel that we are worthy or that we have the confidence to fix our own problems and go inside of ourselves and figure out what's going on, then we will inevitably be happier, right? Versus if our happiness is based on someone else, well, if that person has a bad day, if that person's busy, if that person is dealing with their own problems, then we're left feeling rejected or neglected or whatever that is. I think it's important to note too that self-love comes before self-esteem, which is based on how we value ourselves and self-confidence, which is how confident we are that we will perform well. And so in relating this to business and sports and kind of everything else, it's quite common among high achievers to have high self-confidence and high self-esteem and low self-love. So why is that? Well, many people push themselves so hard simply because of basic lack of self-love that they constantly need to compensate for. So you're constantly never good enough for yourself, yet you have self high self-confidence, high self-esteem. I, I would say that's portrayed from the outside world, but you have no self-love, meaning you constantly berate yourself in your head or that you're never good enough or you never, you know, because maybe your goal is perfection. One of the things that I think self-worth and self-love play hand in hand in is having self-confidence. And if we are dependent on other people's approval, well, that can be dangerous for multiple reasons. But in terms of business or decision-making, instead of making sound independent judgments, you have a tendency to over-rely on what everyone else thinks and does. And I think we can think back to that like example we all have in high school where we did something because we wanted to be liked and then we felt really stupid about it after because maybe it went against our morals and values. But in that moment, we just wanted to be liked so bad. And then try to apply that to your normal life now, right? Do we do things that, you know, are by popular demand, even if they go against what we believe in? So I guess kind of my story about that is, um, 
couple of years ago when I was working corporate, I never ate out. I was, besides the fact that I was like hardcore paleo and like, you know, I'm kind of an extremist. Like when I do things, I go all in. So, I mean, I didn't cheat for an entire year, but also, you know, not saying it was the best thing ever to do. So if I went to work or when I would hang out with my best friends, they'd always be like, want to drink, want to eat, whatever. And I wouldn't do it. But the thing is, is there were times when I actually considered doing it just because it was seemed easier, right? Just to go to lunch with them, just to buy food, just to like drink the wine with my, my friends. Because the thing is in that situation, I wasn't cool for, for bringing my own food. I wasn't cool for not drinking, but because I had the self-confidence because I had the self-worth because I knew that me staying on track with this was helping my other goals. And maybe they didn't understand. I was able to handle that. So I try to think back to that like great example of the, the, you know, the high school bully or whatever it was where you did something that maybe you didn't, you went against your morals just to fit in. If you're, if you don't have the self-confidence or the self-worth to stand alone and make your own decisions, then I think it's going to be easier to kind of look around and see what the crowd is doing and follow that. Being able to come from a basis of self-love gives us the stability to trust ourselves to act on a solid foundation, to give us a clear direction, to give us better social skills, right? To make us be proud to be our authentic selves versus trying to fit in with the crowd. It gives us this less internal resistance, right? There's no split off parts of our personalities trying to lurk in the unconscious and like sabotage our actions. And it gives us a clear vision, I think the biggest thing, and I know that like, I just sat there and pointed all of the great things about self-love and you're all sitting there like, okay, but like, where do I even start? Right. <laughs> I think that the easiest place to start, and I work with a lot of clients on this, right? I have clients that come to me for support psychology. And then once we like unload all of the onion layers, it ends up being that they have no confidence in themselves or that they don't even like themselves. Right. In a world where we're never going to be good enough because of social media and models and everything else like that, I think that you have to learn to love yourself, flaws and all. So my challenge to you is to write down five things that you love about yourself and whatever that is, it could be looks, it could be personality, it could be whatever it is, write it down. And whenever that thought comes into your head that you're not good enough or you'd be better if that you go over those five things, right? So instead of letting that negative voice kind of run the situation, stop it and just note something that you like about yourself. I don't care if you say, I like the color of my eyeballs, right? Just try to pick something and run with it. I really like this episode because I think it's really important to learn about this. And with everything, there's going to be good and bad days. There's going to be ups and downs. So just try to keep it up, continue with it and learn how to love yourselves. And as always, I like to thank our title sponsor, Nova three labs. And if you would like to get 15% off, use the code podcast 15. When you are looking at their vitamins and supplements, the website is Nova three labs.com. The three is a number three. Bye guys. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys in two weeks on this new bi-weekly format. If you have any feedback on topics that we've already covered, if you have any suggestions, if there are things that you'd like to hear us discuss in the future, you can always reach out to Chrissy or myself. You can find me on Instagram at trainedright, or you can email me justin at trainedright.com. Have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend. Thanks again for listening. 